0: hello nice to have you here listening to the aftermarket's only weekly single topic discussion the town hall academy we're talking the extreme value of shop tours and we were live on site in las vegas nevada during industry show week now here's a taste
1: and for some of the people that are hearing this now who don't want to share their secrets and i don't want to let you into my clothes space and i don't want you anywhere near me to realize what a mistake that is Absolutely. bring in an outsider bring in those fresh eyes yeah and get those ideas and and Do it better. Sure.
0: Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Carm Capriato here, and welcome to a discussion that had nine participants that came from our studio audience to discuss shop tours. And thanks to Jasper Engines and Transmissions for their support of the Town Hall Academy. You know, your customer's old engine or transmission is going to wear out, and when that day comes, Jasper will be the name to remember. Jasper's remanufactured products cost considerably less than a new vehicle, so it just makes sense to choose Jasper. And welcome new support partner, RepairPale. After 10-plus years in business, RepairPale has become the nation's largest network of independent auto repair shops. Their certification programs ensure that customers who go to RepairPale certified shops will receive quality and trustworthy repairs. And keep an ear out for the many interviews from Apex 2018. You'll enjoy some powerful aftermarket content that you've come to rely on to help you and your business. Smart, engaging, and usually profound— these are the interviews that help make you smarter. Hey, thanks so much for the hospitality from Frank and Deborah Scandura from Frank's European in Las Vegas. Now, we descended on Frank's Place not only for the live Academy broadcast, but to also get a shop tour. We had a heck of a turnout, not only for the show, but for the tour of Frank's. I know that the shop owners who were present learned a lot from seeing Frank's Place. Besides Frank Scandura, there was Vinny Lucido, Andy Bizzup, Deb Van Battenberg, Greg Bunch, Jimmy Lee, Bill Naylor, Shari Pheasant, and Vic Tarasic, all providing their wisdom and insights on the extreme value of shop tours. We had fun, and you'll learn about what these professionals value by taking and giving shop tours. You can find the talking points and the repurposed video at remarkableresults.biz a092. So enjoy another powerful aftermarket summit, as only the automotive aftermarket's Town Hall Academy can deliver. Now mark on your calendar when you are taking or giving your next shop tour. I got this crazy idea a while back. I said, yeah, I call Frank and I says, Hey, can I come and do the Town Hall Academy live there at your place again? And he says, absolutely. Come on board. And I said, well, do I do it all alone in this conference room? Like I did last year. And I said, well, if I'm going to be there and I've perfected the ability to do this thing live with four cameras, why don't I come and do that? Well, who would I pick and what would be the topic? Shop tours, yeah, perfect. And so, and yeah, perfect, just perfect. So we're all here. there's a, And I know there's a bunch more coming because they said, "Well, we'll wait till the show's over at 10 We'll come so that we can actually get a shop tour." We, who wants yeah. to watch you do a radio
1: show? So <laughs> I said, "Okay, hey, your true friends—they're all here." Ah, my <laughs> true friends. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're going we're to talk about shop tours. So you guys wouldn't be on if you weren't into the shop tour. Uh, the value of what shop tours mean in your business and and how many out in my audience is all shop tours, right? You get it. You know, it. It, it, it's so valuable. Cool. So let's start. Vinny, let me just lay it out on you. Sure. Pick pick, pick a a shop you went to or pick a, a, something you learned. You came back, you sat down with your brother, Anthony and says, Hey, here's what I learned. We got to do something. The most
4: recent shop I've visited is one I visited prior. And, they're in my neighborhood. In fact, my business coach, they're sitting in this room right here. Okay. Um, so I visited this shop and learned something, actually, that we've already implemented. And I learned it was another issue with another shop owner. As I look through the windows and I, I see the struggle with these, the shop owner and his son working on this old classic. And it's an old Corvette, and she didn't want to run And the owner is angry. He doesn't want to deal with these old vehicles anymore. I looked at him and we shared this. I said, you know, Anthony and I, we stopped working on anything 96 and older or 95 and older a couple years ago. The best decision we've ever made in our business simply because we don't have the issues with finding parts. We don't have the issues with that car sitting in one place holding up space. So being able to visit with shop owners and this particular shop owner, the next thing he said was, this is it. This is the last one I'm working on. Now, we'll see if that action takes place and actually moves forward. But I'm looking forward to him not working on, on vehicles anymore. And so I shared with my brother, my <clears throat> business partner, that we made the right decision. And through visiting other shops, I was able to learn that. And,
0: and you were time. doing that.
4: And we were. We'd work on anything. We'd work on your RV's uh. generator. We'd work on your RV. We'd work on your lawnmower. Essentially, when we first opened, now we work on '96 and newer. We limit our size to what we work on. Would you we, work
0: on a Segway? No. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Now there's I a know. reason that I asked that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wheel. Yeah, I know exactly. The way, yeah. <laughs>
4: They're talking about my one wheel. Right. But yes, that, that was one of the biggest. Biggest things I've learned from from his particular shop. Thank you,
0: Andy. When you go out to a shop, I mean, are you not only looking at maybe the facility, the showroom? Are you are you talking about client experience at all?
5: Yeah, absolutely. What's the culture of the shop? How do they interact with their clients? Uh, for me, shop tours are really about not reinventing the wheel. We don't all have to invent all these things on our own. We can learn so much from each other. And there's a lot of times when I I just came back from Ventura, California, one of the shops in our 20 group. We went to go visit ABC Auto Care. And the things that he was able to learn from all of us in our 20 group, and we were able to learn from him. So you know, four years ago, I met Frank through Apex because I came to Apex and I looked up what was one of the best shops that I could find around Vegas. I found Frank. I called him up. I said, hey, do you mind if I come by and just take a look at your shop, talk for a minute. He was very gracious. I hung out here for an hour and a half. He was great with his time. We've been friends ever since. Uh, this is a, I, we're see, we see each other on Facebook all the time. Yeah. But <clears throat> that's what I want to do. I, when I go to a city, I want tour a really good shop because I want to get that input from them. And then I might, see, I might see something, a really easy fix that they just haven't thought of. And I'll just say, hey, how about, this is the way we do it. What do you think of this? You were willing to share your secret sauce? It's,
1: truth is, I, I am willing. And um, in fact, Endeavor gets frustrated because it's like, don't you have things to do? Why are they still here? Why are you talking? What's going on? And it wasn't two weeks ago that another couple came in out of Florida. And, and it was the same thing. We're on vacation in Las Vegas of all places. And, and like you did, Andy. Hey, can I just come out and you know, check out, which is such an honor to me. Right. This is a punk who grew up back East New York fixing cars on his driveway in the snow when he was 15 years old. And to have you guys look to me, it's, you know, to glean from me. It's enormous. And and I'm just getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I want to thank you all right now for that. But I love pouring myself out into other people. Right. And whether it's the people who work for me or, or folks like you to come and visit, it doesn't do me any good, Carm, to hold on to the secret sauce. Right. I struggled to get to where I'm at. I would do anything to prevent you from struggling and hope that you can speak into somebody else's life. I want the people around me to be better after they've met me than before. I
0: don't know if anyone heard the emotion in that voice, but I did. (laughs) And, you know, that's what we're all here to do. And that's what I've been doing for three and a half years is to get these stories told like that one and get try to change people's lives and the way they conduct business. When people have left your tour, they've stopped in to see you, Frank, and they're walking down the driveway, walking out of your beautiful double doors. Do you stop and say,
1: hey, what do you think they took away? Sometimes I do. And and the last couple that was here, I even told Deborah. I said, this poor husband and wife team have been coached for over a year. And they're telling me, you know, they're thinking of changing coaches and they're really struggling. And I said, "Deb, I feel horrible because I think they got more sitting an hour with me. And they've gotten in over a year of paying a a coach who's supposed to be the professional and supposed to be changing their life. And so did I impact them and wonder that? I sure did. Yeah. And then how can I do better the next time somebody comes and visits?
0: Do people, uh, when you visit, do you look at facility? Do you take ideas away for traffic patterns? And, 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 you know, Frank's got a place that looks like, uh, I don't know, Macy's in here or maybe not Macy's, but a really expensive uh, steak, you know house it's it's gorgeous so is facility
5: uh one of the key things that people look at sure sure i mean that, that was when we visited the shop in ventura that was a big thing was basically going around and telling him how he could tune up his facility we walk into these shops every day and we don't see sometimes the thing right in front of our nose that someone else walks in and they're like, why is that sitting over there?
1: But we see it when we go to the other guy's shop Mm -hmm. and we go, why is that there? And he goes,
3: huh, how long has that been
1: there? (laughs) Exactly.
4: Yeah, one of the terms I use for that or my coach has has deemed for me and I use it as, it's your tornado Yeah. and you're in it. You're in it. (laughs) So you can't analyze it because you're stuck in the middle of it. So when I walk into Frank's here and you look around, I feel if I brought my $100,000 Mercedes here, I'd walk in and immediately feel comfortable about leaving my car here. Now, if I saw, you know, tires in here with an engine stand or, or maybe even more uh, automotive related paraphernalia, I might feel different. Like that shock poster, buy three, get one. I don't have that that in my shop either. Your magazines relate to people. I don't remember seeing any automotive shop magazine there.
1: That's because somebody keeps stealing the BMW (laughs) Car Club magazine. (laughs) But But that's (laughs) that's the only one one that's there. Probably one of your texts. That's the only one. And you're right. It relates to people. What do people want when they come in here? They want cleanliness. They want professionalism. They want everybody to look the same. I want to be able to recognize who works here just by looking at it. But it doesn't have to be a Euro shop. No, it doesn't. No, that's the no. key. Yeah. The key yeah.
0: is, is that if you're not doing Euro or high-end anything, and you've been in business for 20 years fixing everything, you can look like this. Yeah, absolutely. And you can grow you can grow your
4: business. And you can grow the comfort level of the client immediately upon immediately. walking in the door. Immediately, right. yes. I and mean, that's the initial yes. perception of your business. Big takeaway there, the comfort
5: mm-hmm. level of your client. And think Love about it. this. So... Your clients are coming in and maybe there is something that's off about your presentation, your shop, your physical layout. Do you think they're going, they're going to speak up and tell you, but a bunch of shop owners who walk in, that's the (laughs) first thing they're going to tell you.
4: They want to find something. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong. Right.
5: We're looking for the, we're looking for the places to improve.
1: I call it R and D rip off and duplicate. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Because, (laughs) This isn't original. Having a nice showroom is an original. I ripped this concept off of going over to dinner. and go, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Let me have a nice coffee bar. Let me have a nice counter. Let me make sure there's not junk all over the place. Uh, having our mission statement on the wall is one of the things we talk about in our 20 group. All right, I took it a step further because on the other side, and they're both inset into the wall, and it says, my start in a car business. And I would always tell people how I started in a car business. So one day, a guy says, how come you don't have that on the wall? Hmm. I don't know. Now it's on the wall, right? And and people read that, and it, and it makes a connection between me and them. So, a it, connection. Yeah.
0: I wish we could show that. Maybe we will. Maybe in one we of the, will. In one yeah. of the camera shots. Actually, I think over Andy. Andy, if you could move your head just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you can see that there is a vision <laughs> right statement the on the left of the TV, and the and Frank's start on, on the right. And they're pretty sharp because they're inlaid in the wall, and they're behind glass, it looks like.
1: No, nope. Just... No, it's part always, of, part okay. of, but it was part of the process when we, you know, how okay. do I do this? I could have just hung a thing on the wall. But...
0: Carm Capriato here with Ron Haugen of Westside Auto Pros. Ron, are Jasper product improvements important when deciding to buy your next engine or transmission?
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, not only important for me, because I know that I'm going to put a product in a vehicle that's going to last, uh, but they're important for my customer. Uh, my customer's already got an engine that's failed, maybe because a component was under-engineered. And Jasper's gone in and found that and fixed that. And if somebody's committing to the kind of investment to put an engine in their vehicle, they're going to want the best one they can get.
0: Hey, Ron, what could you tell me about Jasper's customer service?
3: Jasper's customer service is above and beyond pretty much any of the vendor's customer service that we use. There's been times that I've often thought we we need to hire whoever trains Jasper's staff to come train my staff. I mean, from, from the initial phone call to if there's a warranty problem, a question, a, a technical issue, uh, they, they answer the phone and you're immediately talking to the person that can help you.
0: Hey, Ron, thanks for your insights on Jasper.
3: Thanks for asking.
0: I'm with Neil Billado, Certified Repair Pail Shop from Safety Auto Centers in Wallingford, Connecticut. Hey, Neil.
2: Hi, Carm. How are you?
0: I'm great. So how long has it been RepairPal certified?
2: We've been RepairPal certified since 2014. Uh, We've been with RepairPal a few years before that as well. A good move. It was a good move. One of the benefits with RepairPal is that it's a piece of the puzzle uh, in the internet, the whole internet scheme of where you're fitting. RepairPal comes up when somebody's searching for you for auto repair near me or any of the different auto repair, brake repair in Wallingford, Connecticut, or wherever you are. And people are clicking on that. And they're looking to see who's one of the shops that come up on there. Just like when they click on Yelp, they're looking to see who's a shop coming up on Yelp or who's coming up on Google. It's a piece of the puzzle. So Neil, sum up repair pal. It's worth it. It really does work. So, so
0: here's the question. How do you start? Uh, I've never gone on a shop tour. We've got people gonna to listen to this and saying, I love this, I'm motivated by it, but, but how do I start? What I heard you say earlier, Vinny, is I started local. Okay, and that's really cool. But then how do you start reaching out and and then uh, as part of that question, how many a year should should someone be part of? Put a number on it, but start local. Okay. Start with one. Okay. And
4: start with one a month. That's pretty doable. I think everybody can reach one shop per month. Here's the thing. You don't have to visit a shop always through uh, the facility itself. I visited a shop as we drove here just through their website. So the best way to do that, to get back to your question, is to call. Speak with the shop owner. Find out when they're available maybe it's a shop owner you don't even want to visit their shop just because the the attitude you got from the initial conversation maybe that's why you want to visit their shop but just to come back to visiting through the internet here in Las Vegas I saw a shop name not going to not going to mention it but the name inspired some uh some detail some some research like why do they call it that and I go I'm looking through their website and they said one of the most awkward things I've ever seen on a website ever. It says uh, I wrote it down here just to make sure I didn't mess it up but it was um, I don't see it but it was we we pay our staff with crum- with cookies and crumbs just to save you money. Now think about that. Wow, Think about that. <clears throat> are you the client reading this going oh wow I'm going to save some money because they don't pay their staff. Or are you the technician that works for that company thinking, wow, they don't pay me anything just so they can save them money. So I learned a lot about that shop. Granted, it's a five-star repair shop here in Vegas. How do the people feel working for that repair
0: facility? That's the question.
4: I had a lot of insight of their culture simply through
0: reading one sentence on their So I'm, I'm going to travel to a new city. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to say to the wife and the family, oh, by the way, I'm going to make a stop over here. <laughs> you, guys, you guys go shop in the mall. You're going to drop me off at, you know, I've done some research. I reached out through Facebook or I looked online, found mm-hmm. a great website, and maybe I can learn from this, this shop. Pick up the phone, make the call, make a connection to their contact us page and, and discipline yourself and plan when you travel, stop in, to see a shop that not only you learn something from and maybe you can share, but the network starts to build. Sure,
1: absolutely. And, and that's good. And <clears throat> I, don't, I, I don't know that I would ever go cold into a shop. I don't know that I would do that. Right, Probably But I not. do visit people I've somehow gotten connected to, whether it's on Facebook or or something else, or, you know, Anne-Marie has uh, Arizona auto and radiator, you know, south of Tucson, and she came to one of my training classes and we're connected on social media. And when we went on vacation to Tucson not long ago, I said, hey, do you mind if I stop by? We drove an hour and a half to her shop. We had a wonderful tour, saw the facility, had lunch and had a really wonderful time connecting. I didn't go there to point out her deficiencies in her shop. I went there to connect to her and I really enjoyed that visit. And that's what... It is about, to me, it's relationships. Frank, that's a great point. Did you hear
0: what he said? To point out deficiencies. According to Frank, not according to them. And so would you, if you saw something that was out of whack, would you say, hey, so why do you do that? You, you, you thought that was not right. Not according to what you know. Uh, but they're successful doing that. I wouldn't point it out. I would probably want to be inquisitive about it. Yes. That's usually
1: how I, I get my right. points across too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's this interesting way of uh, hanging a poster on the wall. Had you considered taking it down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how does that work
4: for you? you know, <laughs> Sometimes maybe it works <laughs> yeah. and, and your perception is that
1: whatever they're doing isn't working for them. And, and, and it was a you- really great connection too, because then later she said, Hey, tell me about your counters and how you did your desk because we're going to remodel the office. Mm -hmm. So I said, do you want better? Here's all the original plans. Oh, well, right. So what did it cost me to do that? Nothing right here. Let me give you what I've got. Let me speak into your life. Let me help you out. And,
5: and and, you know, and here's the thing, any progressive shop owner who is looking to always improve is going to welcome that phone call. Somebody calls me from out of town. wants to come and tour my Mm -hmm. shop, like you said, that's an yeah. honor. That's, I will yeah. be blown away when that happens, right? So you've got that, making those connections. Hey, when I leave this world, I want there to be a lot of people out there who are raising their glass and saying, hey, he was a good guy, right? I, the more connections I can make, good quality connections of people in this fantastic industry, the better
1: for me. And the better for them and the better for other people in the industry and for some of the people that are hearing this now who don't want to share their secrets and i don't want to let you into my close space and i don't want you anywhere near me to realize what a mistake that is Absolutely. bring in an outsider bring in those fresh eyes yeah and get those ideas and and do it better sure and it raises the industry as a whole. As a whole. You yeah. know what? Because we've got a bad enough reputation as it is. Sure. And if really You can do. make
4: one shop better, and yeah. they make one shop better. Before you know it, the best shops will be what survive.
1: Yeah. And we're heading that direction, I think. With the technology changing, with cars becoming highly, highly more complicated, mm-hmm. and the access to information is going to start to weed out the riffraff. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Because Jay, if you're not prepared, right, so we were I was talking to Philip just a few minutes ago. If you don't have a factory scanner, you don't subscribe to the factory information, you're not going to fix this car. Mm-hmm. You're not going to program the module. You don't stand a chance.
0: Yep. And uh, being here at Industry Week, even put more credence to the to, to what you said because there's so much technology going on. Uh, I, I heard a quote this week twice from two different people about uh, what Mary and Barry Chairman of G, G GM, I believe. GM, yeah. GM. And she said uh, there will be more technology. She said, oh, two years ago, she said there'll be more technology in the next five, five years, years. Yep. than there was in, in the last 50. 40, yeah. And they heard yeah. that two years ago. Mm-hmm. And everybody's shaking their head because you guys are deep in it. We're in it. You're, yeah.
5: you're deep in it. I mean, if, yeah. So yeah, Chris if Chesney cool. said that. Yesterday. Yep.
4: He yep. said that yesterday on yep. your
0: panel. Oh, my God. Here comes the Canadian contingent. The
4: Canadians are
1: here. The Canadians are <laughs> here. All right. If <laughs> you guys want to really blow your mind, look up uh, people who are futurists, where they talk about these trends and these things that are happening. And it's like when, when the amount of information doubles, it's like quadrillion. It's not like two to four is like two to four quadrillion and it's enormous what we're about to break into and we anybody heard about artificial intelligence all right nobody's under a rock great it's going to get crazy it is going to get crazy google is now using artificial intelligence to make appointments I'm going to say, hey, Siri, make me an appointment to get my oil changed. Siri's going to call the shop and act on my behalf and interact with the customer service representative and make that appointment for Mm -hmm. me. I I read about
0: it. I read about it. It's amazing. Well, AI, I believe, is going to be a very big factor in how we're going to repair vehicles today. In fact, Bosch created a program called Charlie. And I have to tell you that the minute I read about it, I was on the phone with Bosch trying to figure out how I could get an interview because I was so darn interested, and they were very slow to get back to me. You've not heard the episode yet, because I've not done it yet. And apparently, the whole idea of that was for the dealerships, but it was supposed to be all AI, total shop, beginning to end. And, you know, as I kept getting into it, I kept... Realizing that uh, they were they weren't kidding themselves as to how they were going to be, if you will, a helping hand for every position inside of, of a repair center, and, and no doubt, if Bosch can prove this in 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 a, in a dealership, which is what their initial angle was, it's going it, we'll, we'll get it. There's no doubt that you know a Bosch certified repair shop may be able to you know tag on to something like that. So AI is is big. I'd like to go around the room, and, and, and we've got so many great people here. I, I, I do want to get a couple of other opinions. Yep. The biggest thing you learned in a shop tour,
5: Andy? About, about the importance of intercommunication with your team. About how, how you can really uh, make the, the, the communication within your shop, between your people, the, the more efficient you make that, not having the service advisor go physically run out to the tech or the tech run up to the front. When you can eliminate a whole bunch of those steps, you make your shop more efficient. You make your people more efficient and a lot happier and a lot less tired at the end of the day or the end of the week. That that I saw that in a shop, and we implemented a Slack messaging system. So all of our techs all have two screens, and we can get all of that talking ref, re, reference back and forth just done on the screens. It's cool. I mean, I, I use Slack yeah in 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 my business yeah with, with my people. Cool. Yeah, how about I use you? Slack as well. Yeah.
0: Cool.
4: And I agree with you, uh, but to be different, that's what I get out of different shops is what is different. What makes this shop unique compared to the next shop? My shop's very unique and we've grown rapidly in a short amount of time. And I think a lot of that's because we are unique and different. And I see other shops and, you know, just Frank's, for example, researching what makes him different. And part of that was a simple rewards program. I've been looking into rewards programs, trying to come up with this complicated scheme. And just through reading through his website, it's like, wow, well, that's <clears throat> simple. 25 cents to the dollar. You get you get credit at his facility. It's not cash. So it's just a great rewards pro- program that's very simple. So trying to find things that are different, that make them unique. I know uh, Carolyn, she's got ton of plants in her space in vegas she does electric vehicles and it's it's full of plants and green and life and energy and you feel good when you go in there my space is full of art and culture and and you can feel that when you walk into my space and so that's what i'm looking for when i when i look for successful shops is what are they doing different you know a master mechanic they've got pool tables they've got shuffleboard tables they've got fun stuff that make it exciting for the, for the client to experience and, and unique. I'm
1: scared. I thought that was for the employees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I did an interview last week with an author named Steve Miller, and he wrote this book called uncopyable. And, uh, you must read it. This is on this, this would be one of my top 10 books that you must read. He's done some work for the aftermarket. Well, uh, I read his book in one weekend and, uh, when I interviewed him last week and I haven't released the episode yet, but he talked about the cool kids club (laughs) and uh, he talked about what Lexus did in Australia to make a cool kids club. And I actually told it to you. Yes. And, and so it's a great story. And I I don't want to give give it away, but uh, you'll have to
1: listen. (laughs) Your biggest takeaway, not being afraid to make decisions Uh and just try something. Yeah. I was, you know, a lot of us get analysis paralysis, Right. I mean, kind of, Oh, what happens if it goes wrong? What happens if it doesn't work? What happens?
2: Excuse me. What does somebody have to do to get an lunch around here? What do you need, sir? Come on in.
1: Billy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, give me the keys. It only takes four to six hours. Let's say I put you down for six. So you can tell this is not planned. Not scripted. No, no. it's not scripted at all. And and, and from now
0: on, after you finish your answer, it's not going to be scripted at all. So (laughs) So anyway.
1: Yeah, uh, so analysis paralysis, not being afraid to make a decision because I was trapped with extending my warranty. And I was going to go 224. What happens if all the parts go bad? What if I go broke fixing cars? And you know what the truth is? I would have fixed the car anyway. I would have taken care of it anyway. So I went 336. I'm thinking going 448. I got a guy I coached who went lifetime. Yep. So I didn't know I had that kind of impact on his life. He's lifetime warranty. He goes, sure. Why not?
0: Why not? Oh, good learning curve. Hey, uh, who else wants to take over in Andy's seat that's got a great story to tell about this? And uh, I, I put Greg Bunch. Greg Bunch, how you doing, Greg? Great. Thank Transformers you. Transformers Institute in Aspen. Uh, in, 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 Aspen Auto Clinic. Yeah, Aspen Auto Clinic. Yeah, I'll get it right. <laughs> it's live TV. Um, great. So you dropped in on a guy in Ireland. Yeah, it was it was a blast. So it was the last day of our trip. We were
6: heading back into Dublin, and so the little town that we were staying in—I don't know—it was mid- mid-sized town. We had a couple hours, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to just stop in there. I mean, that's this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity." So we drop in, and he was the biggest shop in town, which to us would be like, "Wow, really?" Yeah. Um, and talked to—he just the Irish people are just great. I mean, they're super friendly, way open, and he would just—you know, I came in, introduced myself, said, Hey, I'm American. I have six shops. And he just was like, he, he thought, you know, Eddie Van Halen rocked the in the door. And I was like, but we just had a great conversation and he talked about his challenges. Right. So, um, the terrorists, and things that they have, you know, he had to like black, uh, blacklist or, uh, black market to get lifts in. Cause, uh, when they put all the tariffs on the steel and everything, just a cheap lift that we would get for three or $4,000 is 12 or $18,000 wow. there. So, you know, they're, they're shipping stuff in, in at night from, uh, from China. Um, he had a hotel scan tool, which he thought he was the best in town, but, cause he had that, um, and no one else did. So it was just a really cool experience. They, they had the, a lot of the forklift kind of lifts. So they didn't have like, you know, like Frank shop or my shop, you know, just a bunch of you know, uh, two post lifts bolted in. They had to move things around the shop. Um, they had no waiting room. I mean, and I've been in another shop in Spain, no waiting room. It's like, you know, you, you come in and maybe there's a little desk this big. So the whole idea of what we do in America with the nice waiting rooms and everything didn't, doesn't exist. It doesn't there. work over there. But the most hmm. interesting thing that I learned through that, we were talking about the technicians. And they have a program. So it's a four-year degree to go to school uh, to be a technician over there. And so they do it like six months, you're in school, then six months, you're working in the shop, six months back in school. And it sounds great. And he goes, he goes, but Greg, we have the same problem you do is people, if they don't have the DNA to do it, it doesn't matter if they run this through this program. So he had said, you know, there's, there's a lot of the shops here. They all have their, their crew of parts changers, but the real diagnostic guys run around in a van. And he said, they make about a thousand pounds a day, which is you know, $1,200 US dollars back, you know, when I went there. And all they do is they travel around all the small shops with the diagnostic equipment. They figure things out. They tell them what to do and they move on to the next. So they're having the same, even though their schooling and the way they build up technicians is better than what we've got for the most part, they still have the challenges because, mm-hmm. you know, to be a good technician, you have to get the schooling, but you also have to have that kind of DNA and know, know what you're doing. So thanks for that. Um, Craig that Van Badenberg
0: did do a, a for the record grant on the difference between the, uh, the European way of doing things and certifications and training. I tr- please go out and listen to that. It's, it's momentous. <laughs> like well, Frank said, you know, in America, we have a black eye in the automotive
6: industry and in Europe. There's definitely a higher level. People have much higher, higher respect, respect for technicians in the automotive nice. industry over there than they do here.
0: Yep. That's what you're doing. That's what the show does. We're all here together to
7: Rising tell the story. Tide raises all ships. Tell yep.
0: the story to to improve. So, so, so anyone who's listening <laughs> who maybe just bumped into this podcast or this video, uh, please, we're not doing this because. We want fame and fortune. We're doing it because we really want to raise the image of our industry. Absolutely. And, but it's not going to be. We, we, it's hard work. We all said, look in the mirror. The problem is there. Yeah, what if 40 to 50% of the shops in America
6: look like Frank's here? What would that, and treated customers the way he does, um, mm-hmm. Other other people that she works with, that I work with, wouldn't w- What would happen in three years if, if that's what the aftermarket automotive industry looked like? We might earn what we're worth. That's right.
7: Yes. Imagine that. Yay. <coughs> Whoa. <laughs> May I? Oh, hello. Hi, Shari. So um, in my last five years, I've had the opportunity to travel over 300,000 miles, um, visiting shops and working with shops. And I think for me, what I want to share today is we need to get rid of, it's different here. I'm different. The Uh, shop is different. This is a big statement I hear a
0: lot. You don't understand. You don't understand.
7: It's different. And um, I want to remind us that 75% of our independent automotive shop owners are previous technicians. So the way that brain works, because I like being in the brain with everybody, is I know what the problem is. Um, Just ask me. I'm going to get it right. And if it's wrong, it's the part's fault. Just kidding. (laughs) Right? But when you put that into um, an owner's perspective... That brain doesn't set work doesn't anymore. work. Yeah. It's gotta be right. more vulnerable. You've got to listen. You've got to allow people to come in and change what's your passion. And so I encourage everyone to think about being more vulnerable and understanding mm-hmm. that, that our industry's point. changed, our market, the marketplace has changed, people wanna connect, and we are the best people for them to connect to. Because we're them, we're real, we're yeah. the real deal. Yeah. So, um, for me, I think my message to everybody is: it's not so different. It's it's a different city, but we're in the same. We have the same framework of a business, and we have the same customers and clientele that are present. So, I encourage everyone to be brave and um, understand that you're not so different than everybody else. And these changes that we're bringing are really important.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, by the way, uh, we're gonna we're gonna flip a chair here with Frank, but I wanted to show everyone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That uh, I paid like two dollars for this bottle of Franks.
7: You <laughs> <laughs> you try, you try. make but sure you get a
0: sunshade before you <laughs> leave. That's pretty cool too. <laughs> it's it's Europe,
7: European,
0: Europe, water. Europe, European water <laughs> European water <laughs> <laughs> and it was three seventy five at the show yesterday, so I got a deal. No, this is, this is fascinating, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it,
1: look at the de- the, de- the details on incredible. the waters.
7: <laughs> we used to do that, and we put yeah. thank you. And by the way, servicing your car saves money. And so put that. We put item. a hanger
1: on that that says, thank you for the trust you've placed in us. Ooh. You're gonna get an online survey. Please let us know how we did. Bam. And every car that gets pulled up, you notice that there was no cars here to pulled up. It's not because we're not doing anything. They die if we don't keep this open because right. this is where customers drop off and pick up cars. So when a customer comes in, part of the process, this is what we learned to share is process. We call for the car. The service valet backs it up, takes a seat, covers the floor mats, and the key tags out of it, puts a cold bottle of water in the cup holder with that tag on it. And it's amazing how many moms, oh, what a, it was so nice. And my son wanted water. He was so thirsty when we got back in the car, typing in their reviews. You know? You're showing you care. You're showing it. you care. Those little things, that's Absolutely. research and development. And how hard was it to get that? I went to the dealership who had the label on the water, looked at it, and there was a local phone number for a local bottler. <laughs> I says, oh,
7: can I put labels in and get... She goes, yeah,
1: I think i pay 21 cents a bottle. That's awesome. Right.
7: And and it costs a little bit more to personalize it, but it's worth it. The money that comes back to you for those
1: investments. I was paying 15 cents a bottle, not including fuel, car wear and tear, and the labor for the guy I had to send to Sam's Club to go get four cases of water. So
0: I paid two fifty for 21 cents. Now let's talk about margin. <laughs> <laughs> no, Can
1: I thank you, by the way?
0: <laughs> thank you very much. Hey, well, we, we yeah, I want, I want Deb to come in. But in the meantime, I really want to ha- say thank you to the people who helped me set this up today. It was like an engineering uh, crew. unbelievable. In fact, I only wish I could afford to take them everywhere I go. It was <laughs> <great>. <laughs> Jimmy Lee from Kakui, thank you so much, Jimmy. And John Long from Shirts uh, Service in, out in Texas. Vinny Lucido, of course, who was on earlier, helped out. And, of course, Frank. God, thank you so much. Deb Van Battenberg. let me see. Oh, hang on. I have to lower the camera.
8: I know, I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> so what I thought of when I was standing here in the audience, you know, we travel around and do training all over the U.S. and Europe. And what I think is important is have your upfront media Your website, your brochure you hand out, all of that match the experience of walking in. You can look really good on the web, but if you don't follow through with that and they get there, they have this slight disappointment. Disconnect. They have a disconnect. And it's really a shame. You've spent all this money. You've probably hired a web designer. You've put your heart and soul into it. So take it all the way through the experience, like the water bottle. Right. You know, like at our training, you get a mug to drink your coffee out of, but it says ACDC. It's not. It doesn't say Jasper. Not that that's bad, but uh, <laughs> we'll but just through. follow through. It'll Carm needs the Jasper weird. water. Yeah, that. yeah. Just follow through. <laughs> um, my great experience is uh, training in the in the in the Bahamas. Oh wow! So most people get off a cruise ship and go someplace exotic. We get off, and we have a little soft-sided toolkit. We get on a scooter, and we go fix Priuses. <laughs> so we had wow. been working with a woman that had Japanese Priuses.
0: Wait, wait You're trying
7: we, to pay for the cruise. I was just right? going to say, no. you
8: do get to write that off, don't you, Debbie? Yeah, okay, absolutely. Sure. Write it off. Business trip. But uh, <laughs> she couldn't get these Priuses to work. They were from Japan. And we had been talking. And she said, well, if you're coming, can't you do like a clinic? So that's what we did. Oh my. We wow. got off our cruise ship. Oh there were four technicians. We spent our afternoon teaching them about Priuses and what they could do because no one would help them on the island. Wow. And um, so you never know where life is going to take you.
7: Yeah. True. true. True, true. true. <laughs>
0: thank you. Thank you. Any, yeah. Anyone else? An right? Any, anyone else has a great story to tell? Actually, it's Jimmy never been come, so come popular to Jimmy. back
7: a girl, just saying. Uh, <laughs> I will I'm just going to move.
0: So, so uh, Jimmy Lee. Yes. Uh, we got him in the camera. Beautiful. Okay. As a commitment to the industry, Kikui has a van, and you travel all over the country doing shop tours.
9: Yes, we do. Quite a few shop tours. We've been in uh, multiple shops, and the first impression is driving up to the shop, what do you see? Is it clean? Is it clean on the outside? Is there torn awnings? Is there not? Uh, That first impression goes a very, very long way. Uh, Is the shop full of cars that have been there for a long time? How can you tell on that on oh, that, that initial look? <laughs> <point? laughs> <laughs> They'll tell you. <laughs> yeah,
1: It has not been washed for years. There's a black car that's out there. It's been here since May. It's a flood car. So you look look at that if you want to see what a okay, car has been see here a long time. Okay, yeah. they're in
9: the driveway. Oh, okay. Yeah, All you'll right.
1: see cars that have been there for
9: years.
7: All right, well, but they're busy. They're busy, right? They think, yeah, they think, they, think busy. Busy. they think they're busy. Yeah.
9: <laughs> so first impressions is a big thing. Um, we also hear from uh, a lot of shop owners about technicians and the technician shortage. The shops that don't have a technician shortage are the ones that are doing things within the industry, at the colleges, at the tech schools, at the university. They're mentoring the high school students. They're mentoring the programs. Uh, they're, they're actively making things happen.
1: They don't have a tech shortage. They're it's, on top of their game. And you have to be, you have to be involved in your community. You have to be known, um,
7: well, and they're also offering benefits, you know, yes. they're giving them insurance. Yep. They're paying that for their technicians. They're charging enough up front and explaining to the customer what our value is and taking the time so they can get paid what they're worth. <clears throat> and then we can pay our technicians what they're worth because we, our technicians have to know more and more and more every year and they are deserved to be paid their value.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, so you're doing a tour. You're, 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 observing a lot. You're in the industry. You could tell there's, you're, there's a lot you can tell from a shop when you're, would you just go in and do a tour? I mean, everyone here, it yeah. doesn't matter how long you, you know, what's going on there. Okay. Do you ever provide any, Hey, I saw this down the road at
9: Bob's place. Do you ever share all the time? Okay, cool. Absolutely. Uh, shops where you, you walk in and you see t- t- towers of tires. Don't you think it's time to get rid of those? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and we'll, we'll are people share... receptive to uh, That's, yeah, uh, I was gonna yeah, that? Yeah, they are. They absolutely are because they <clears throat> don't get out of their space. They don't visit other shops. So they, they want to know what have you seen? What do you see in other shops that are doing? Uh, uh, sharing with some shops that have Zamboni for cleaning up the shop. Got it. That's a great thing that keeps the floor nice and clean. Um, some shops that have white tile in their shops, in the shop area, and they keep that white tile clean takes a lot to keep tile clean.
1: White tile. White tile
9: here, yeah. Well, and and I just want to tell you,
7: coming to Frank's shop, meeting your wife, Deborah, amazing. And I applaud you that you left for about a year and did some other things. I left my shop as well for a while. Um, And I'm still not back because my husband takes care of all the business end and he's the tech. He's the tech that's hard to turn into a business guy. Jeff, thanks for
3: being here. He has done an
7: amazing job doing that and taking over on that. But in turn, you, your wife told me, she said, now I know this isn't just Frank's playground. I've got this too. And so thank you for empowering women and auto care by empowering your wife. I I, I wish I could get more
1: women involved. Yes. I really do. Um, you know, uh, We're you, fun. You, you, I've had female technicians and I'm so heartbroken. You know, one of them was recruited oh, based on lies and promises that never came true. Mm-hmm. And then too embarrassed to, you know, take my calls when I tried to get her back. I have no problem with women in this industry. We need more of it. One of the best service advisors I ever had, and I hope nobody can hear me, was a gal with zero <laughs> automotive experience. Outsold the guy's all two no. to one. No uh-huh. barriers in two her to mind. To one. No, absolutely She knows not. she can do it. And and her questions were like, what's a guide arm bushing? Here's a picture. Here's what it does. Here's what happens when it's no good. Okay. Bam. Done. And she, she didn't care that, you know, the mechanics of it. Uh, unfortunately she, you know, she suffered from anxiety. So this is not a good job if you suffer from anxiety because there's a lot of pressure. Um, uh, but I, welcome more women in this industry. If there's any gals out there who are thinking of it and you like working with your hands and you hand it and you like people go, I can't tell you how many great servers we've run into. And my wife and I will tell them you would make a great service advisor. And it's usually during the day and it's no holidays and no weekends and the pay's pretty decent, but you should consider it. And I go, uh yeah. yeah. Cause you've got that gift of taking care of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grocery
9: Didn't store interrupt. clerks, another, good avenue of finding a good service advisor. Yeah, I've seen that happen as well.
0: Good stories. Let me tag on the woman thing. By the way, when we walked Yay. in here today with my suitcases <laughs> of the studio and all of us, and Deborah was here and, you know, what a sweetheart. Thank you. Because I know this is Deborah's house and we invaded it. So uh, yesterday I moderated a panel. Uh, it was called The Road to Great Technicians and it was really a wonderful event. And I, I kind of opened it up Uh, in the beginning of the show to talk about it, but the minute you mentioned woman, it came to me. And at the end of the show, I made the mention that I would have to say that 55% of the audience was woman. Mm. I was so awed by that as I kept looking around the room In every row, there were at least two or three women in the
7: in the audience. Well, we are forty nine percent of the wor- forty nine point eight percent of the workforce well, then, but we're only twelve percent of the automotive industry so there's more room a lot yeah, more yeah. positions yeah, for but, women but here but we, we broke them
0: odds yesterday yes, there were so many people so many women there I mean it was a great yeah, it was a great event and I think we did a lot of things. Well look at is there anyone else here who would love to just come on and share?
2: Vic come on in. Okay Bill Just a quick observation. Went to SEMA yesterday and I'm okay. walking around and there's like a gazillion square feet dedicated to a bunch of people that take what the factory built and it make it better. It, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. How is it that, that we in the aftermarket think that our ceiling is the dealership world? Somebody explain that to me, right? Why is this going on like That's this, right? Great statement. The mm-hmm. other thing about these shop tours is anybody who asks themselves, why is it that somebody comes up? How come everybody that walks in here asks me how much something costs. When you walk into a place like this, you've already answered that for them. You've already answered that how much mm-hmm. with the why much. They walk in, there's no need to ask how much when you've already when a customer's already figured out why much. That that why much is a um, is a is a is a beginning point, is the point at which those relationships can
1: relationships. Yeah, start. Can start. People don't buy parts and pieces. They don't mm-hmm. buy brake pads
2: and rotors, they buy trust. Mm-hmm. and that why much isn't just for us to speak to our customers with it's for with our with our brothers and sisters in this industry there's 80 90 percent of this industry is in crisis mm-hmm. and if we just understand like years ago when carmen and i had, had met that chinese word crisis is also the same word for opportunity mm-hmm. we don't see it that way in the american language we only see it as, as separate things that is a a uh, a duality that we would be wise to to keep uh, preaching to the rest of the industry.
0: Thank you. Always wise words. Thank you so much. Vic Tarasic from RLO. Well,
10: thanks for having me. First thing I want to say, great job on this place. Thank you. This is a qualifier. And that goes about what you said. Why much? When people walk through your door, they don't ask price. Yeah. Uh, But when we did shop tours, when I I was a shop owner to shop tours, one of the things I did was listen. Listen to how they answer the phone. Yes. Listen to what the technicians are saying. Find out you can really find out about the culture of the shop owner. You can ask, you ask the one technician. If I gave you the, the keys to the shop, what would you change today? And then, then we share that with the owner, mm-hmm. and he, he might get oh, some, he, yeah he might get some feedback that he's unwilling to ask himself.
1: Yeah. That, or that's or, insight, or you're blind to. Yes. Here's here's another layer of that. I've been to 20 group meetings at shops where the employees pour their heart out to a stranger and the shop owner's going, I've been asking him this for five years. Right. <laughs> so there's that level of I'm afraid to say something. And I actually have one of my guys say, listen, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm afraid of getting fired. I said, whoa, yeah. where'd that come from? You are one of my best guys. You have nothing to be afraid of unless you steal or break a law or, or lose your integrity.
0: Just okay, so the value of that story is called the briefcase syndrome. I created that, by the way. <laughs> you see, I haven't heard of that one yet. I no, know no, this, no, is a no. this is the carmyism here, there's a carmyism, okay? right yeah. Name. And so, yeah. years ago, I was always struggling with my team to say, Um, yeah, I come back from a seminar, we're gonna re- get ready to make a change, you'd assemble the team, and you know, you want to get everything out from them. And, and I finally said to a friend of mine, I says, Hey. Put your briefcase in your hand, get in your car, come in. There's the agenda. Do it with my people. And I sat and I learned all kinds of things because it wasn't me. And every once in a while, to the, to your point, as much as you think they want to tell you everything, it depends on how often you do reviews and mm-hmm. how real close mm-hmm. you are to your people. Shop. Invite a shop tour and learn, all, uh, learn about your own place.
1: Yes, exactly. Very true. Because
0: the, yeah. the role should be when you visit shops is to not just talk to the owner and or the wife, but the entire team. Go into the bays and say, hey, what's your biggest struggle? What's going on? And just let them open up. Yeah. But the, and then the job is, is before they leave, they need to give the owner a report All right.
9: Yeah.
10: Yeah. yeah. Well, how about this one? What opportunities are you seeing that we're not doing? Yes. Are there things yes. that we're leaving on the table? Because yes. your people know more than you're giving them credit for. I'm here to learn from you. Yeah. What yeah. can you teach me? Exactly.
3: You
1: know, And it, when you talk about in the heat of the battle or inside the tornado, right, because one of my favorite things to do is repair order audits because you can tell mm-hmm. a lot oh, yeah. in that final yeah. repair yeah. order. And I did one for a shop recently and it was like, stop complaining about dropping sales because you're not inspecting cars and your advisors are not estimating the discoveries and you're not presenting them to the customer. So shame on you mm-hmm. because it's our job to tell the motorist what's wrong with their car what it's going to take to fix, how long it's going to take to fix, and then wait and ask, what's your pleasure?
10: Allow, the, right. allow them allow to them make the, the decision. Yeah, yeah. We, we owe it. You're right. Yeah. We owe it to the motoring public yes. to Absolutely. inspect that vehicle, to ensure yeah. that it is safe, yep. that they, that, and then allow them to make that decision. And yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, some states are yeah, yes. you're responsible for
2: it. Here's my <clears throat> trademark. Either we train, it, have, we train them to do business the way we know we need to do business, or they train us. Mm-hmm. When they train yeah. us, we all know that we lose. We're
1: right. Yeah. And I say that slightly differently, right? I have to set the customer's expectations coming in the door on how this is going to work. Right. Because if I don't set the expectations on my terms, I have to live up to them on their terms. Right. Kind of the same thing that you're saying. And quite frankly, people are a little crazy. I don't want to live up to the expectations <laughs> on their terms. Let's right. be honest, right? Um, so. Okay, everybody, um, I, I'm going to bring it to a
0: conclusion and an end, and I'm going to tease you again because I had phenomenal interviews here at Apex. Of course, they, they're not released. They will be probably within the next six weeks, and I'm going to toss an idea out to you. And you're going to have to listen to when I interviewed two incredibly different people, Bob Greenwood and Eric Ziegler. Mm-hmm. Eric Ziegler, the training, Bob Greenwood, the coach, and in that came out an idea called a 10 group. Um, mm-hmm. And I, am just going to leave that hanging up there because it, it is so conceptually different. And Frank's right. Frank, yeah, here, Frank's right. And, it down. Exactly. and he, he wants to
9: remember this one. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, so thank you for everyone who made this possible. And frankly, uh, our 92nd week of doing Town Hall Academies, and they continue to get better. I, I don't know how better they can get, but everyone who comes on and shares, in the entire industry just, just makes it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank We're done. You. Now let's go get a tour. Yes. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast until next time.